everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player, a D3 all-star, and a guy who peaked in high school use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about everything but. Now here's John, Luke, and Tex. Drive on. Kick the wheels right before the hammer strikes to make sure the levels fall from low. I got them girls shining oh so bright. Ready, Luke. Tex, are you ready? I'm kind of hungry. Too bad. No eating. It's the holidays. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another episode of the Premier Podcast in Strength and Conditioning Ing? and Starving. Because Ing. it's the only way to lose, shed that holiday weight, John, is to abstain 100% from any food that is not water or ice. We call it the Callie Hinsman diet. And then when you get tempted, you just actually burn yourself with a cigarette lighter. That's right. Cigarette oh. lighter. Or um, if you really need to have some food, what Callie used to do when she was leaning out, she would spiral. What do you call the spiral cutter? Uh, Nobody knows. Is it spiralizer? So she would spiralize cucumber or zucchini and she'd have like... A quarter ounce of that. And like she's like, I'm good fry, for the week. A cucumber curly fry? <laughs> no, it's like spaghetti. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know what those are. Yeah, no, it's awful. It was garbage. And ladies and gentlemen, that's right. It's time for another crew episode. We're talking a little bit of nutrition. So those, the lovely voices you heard chime in. We have our nutrition coach, Sam Flaherty. Hi, Sam. Hello. And Mr. Ben Skutnik as well, nutrition coach extraordinaire. Hi, Ben. Hello. How do you guys do? We do well. Doing great. Doing great. Also well. So you concur. Everyone's doing well. We don't. Yeah, we don't do good. We do well. Mm -hmm. Well, we do do good. Well, we do good. But we're doing well. Yeah, like we do good in like the general sense of like doing good for humanity. But we personally are doing well. That's right. Now, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about nutrition. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I know we got this hotline hot. thing it's right. where people call in, leave questions, mm-hmm. and then we answer them. And I think it's uh, it's not a shtick. No. And it has a certain panache. 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 Uh-huh. But uh, definitely something I really enjoy. I'm, I'm always amazed. It's kind of like uh, waking up in the morning and checking the cams, uh, my trail cams. I'm always amazed but walks by. That's right. And here's what's even more amazing. I made a joke on one of the previous episodes that Tex must be going out to bars and giving this number. Now it's official. Someone is going out to the bars and giving this number because I'm getting all sorts of booty call calls. No, I'm not. But one day we will. <laughs> they'll probably be the penguin and we'll be able to triangulate him. Fuck, and that's, the, fuck the penguin. His content is good. coming from inside the office, John. <laughs> uh, I, dude, I have uh, I've erased him from, from, uh, from my history. I just You're don't. missing out, John. No, I don't. Uh, but I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions on nutrition, training, anything that you want to know from the crew here, we are piling up and stockpiling tons of Q&As at the hotline, like John was saying. 929-464-464. That's right. That's 929-ing-ing. Zero. And, uh, you know, people are texting in too, John. So mm. today's comes from uh, a longtime listener. It's a text <laughs> message. And she says, hey, power athlete. I was just curious. Oh, hey. Uh, I was just curious. How do you all approach Thanksgiving and the upcoming holidays with regards to nutrition? I'd like to say I'd be perfect with my macros, but I'm trying to be realistic. Love to hear our thoughts. Mm. Uh, well, we first have to decide whether or not you are in a leaning or a bulking 
So if you're in the bulk, you can just turn off after I say this. Go ham. <laughs> go ham. Just, just go. Just is that a pun? Go on the it seafood is. diet, which means if you see food, consume it mm-hmm. and just try to eat yourself into oblivion. Now. Well, as a former and recovering bulker, John, my strategy was definitely heavy on protein. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to. But I like I think if you're in the bulk um, and you overeat some calories, I mean, I, I think there is a, a lot more margin of error mm-hmm. in the bulk than there is in the lean or somebody that's, you know, trying to lose weight, stay in caloric restriction. And then all of a sudden Thanksgiving and these dangerous holidays. We do have heads. some fun blogs from about five years back during the 22 Jack Street where Callie wrote her first person experience leaning yeah. up for Thanksgiving and Luke wrote his first person experience for uh-huh. bulking on Thanksgiving. So Callie's was I like, will, just stuff turkey into your shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will link those up into the show oh, notes. God, they, they are quite humorous. But uh, so, Dude, I, I had to do Thanksgiving when we were on the lean mm-hmm. and I just remember like, I'm just going to eat as much turkey as I can and let the tryptophan just knock me out like a ninja blow dart and mm-hmm. then it's going to prevent me from just eating all this pecan pie right so there are the extreme approaches of the power athlete hq but sam and ben and sam maybe you'll go first like i know you're working with clients you guys have tons of clients they've got to be having the same questions for you like where are they at because again little baseline john myself and tex we're pretty autonomous we've been doing this approach for a decade right like regularly for a decade but there's people who are new to like mindful eating what are the tips sam that you're giving yeah um i say wake up and treat at least the morning like a normal day so if you wake up drink coffee train still do that um and then fast (laughs) like if you know you're gonna have grandma's pumpkin cake or whatever the at the end of the day just fast throughout the day kind of shrinks your stomach don't know if there's science behind that but um in my opinion that it's not stretched out then so you're ready to go. Um, and then just crush the protein. So bulking, leaning, maintaining, no one ever really gets fat off of protein. So fill your plate with turkey, uh, brisket, whatever you have, um, and then focus on the delicious sides and desserts. <laughs> so would it be safe to assume like you're going multi-plate? Like you just commit to a multi-plate dinner, but plate one is like... Well, that, that all depends on the size of the plate. I told you about Doris Walburn's <laughs> deal where she just kept buying bigger and bigger uh-huh. plates. And then we mm. ended up with these massive yeah. chargers. So then they would put food in like, you know, like, <laughs> no, ser- Doris, like serving the food like, and you're th- looking, you're like, there's nothing on this plate. And then all of a sudden like you're halfway in and you start sweating. You're like, I think I got an optical illusion with this big plate. Doris <laughs> knows about progressive overload because it's also my understanding <laughs> that she progressively increased the amount of sugar she would put into her pecan pie uh. because I... I got the first ever slice of pie I ate from with like it was Doris's pie. We were at it Rob's sent townhouse. You into I think. A, uh, yeah, I went into uh, a, like a, a diabetic a coma. coma. Yeah, no, she, it was gnarly. Uh, One slice of pie. She uses um, brown sugar for her pecan pie, and she does this whole thing where I think she like renders the sugar somehow. Like I know she like does something crazy to turn it like. Like I, she somehow infuses sugar with more sugar and then puts it into this pecan pie that like it's yeah and then she liquefies it and then you tap an IV of sugar as well and the only way to eat it is getting mainline sugar while as, chewing sugar. as you're eating it you're like all of a sudden your eyesight starts going and you're like I just can't see my blood sugar's got to be over 140 I'm getting degeneration of the optical nerve well Sam you just dropped a recipe on our blog for pumpkin pie. Yes. So what is yeah. the... How many pounds of sugar in that one? Yeah. What's the brown uh, sugar salt? I got out the sugar. I mean, I still think you need to indulge, but um, I used coconut milk in the filling, mm. uh, which 
pseudo makes you feel a little healthy, maybe a little hipster. Um, and then the sweetness comes from maple syrup and coconut sugar. So mm-hmm. instead of liquefied sugar, it's a little bit more natural. Um, and it turned out really good. I made it last night uh, again. And this morning I had it with my coffee. Mm-hmm. It's it really delicious. good. Is that what you meant by treat each morning? <laughs> yeah. Get it? All right. Get it? So Ben, what do you, what do you, where, where the conversations, where the conversations going with your clients, man? Uh, well, so one of my guys, Chase, uh, I'm going to use my actual clients. Uh, so I hope they don't mind, uh, Chase and I, we've been working together for years and he's a lot like us, right? Pretty autonomous, um, to the point where he just went to go climb a 14,000 foot peak and still made sure to get a gym session in today. Uh, mm. right. So for a guy like him, it's like, Hey man, you do, he's so far along where it's just like, you know what to do. And there's not a lot of coaching there. Uh, but then I got, um, my guy, Adam, he's only been on board for a couple months now and we're still very much working through a lot of behavior change stuff. And so for a guy like that or someone like that, who has the, you know, the best intentions, but it's still pretty new to this. It's a lot of conversations about like, don't go too hard on yourself because there's a lot of things going on at the holidays. And it's more about those experiences, especially now, you know, with everything going on, if this is maybe your one time that you've been able to see family in a long time, you don't want to be marred down by counting macros and and being tied up with that kind of stuff. So for him and, and for a lot of people, I would say, you know, just what do you want to get out of the holidays? If you're really hard on trying to stay lean and things like that, well then hold yourself accountable. But you know, you have to make the decision, but know that you're making the decision, right? Your, your family might bring a whole bunch of food, but they're not forcing you to eat anything. And you know, like, I grew up in the Midwest. My mom definitely toes that line of like, oh no, you need to eat more. You need to eat more. But like, just stand that ground and say, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not hungry. Um, or, you know, we talk about getting multiple plates. You don't have to fill your plate every time, right? There's going to be plenty of food. So yeah, if you want to just go through and, and graze and then get another plate and graze, right? There, there's a few strategies there, but ultimately it comes down to you, you got to know that you're making the decision and then own the decision you made. Mm-hmm. You're not going to gain 10 pounds from Thanksgiving, right? Maybe, maybe if you go really off the deep end, you might take down an extra couple thousand calories, which still isn't going to be that big of a deal in the long run. Right. I think where people get into trouble too is on the, uh, on like grazing with the appetizers. Like I know I go over to my family's house and they put out these like boards and stuff. And the yeah, next thing you know, cheese. I yeah. accidentally ate a log of <laughs> well, goat cheese. You're over there eating this and this. And like next thing you know, I'm like a handful of nuts. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, which wait, which nuts? Um, the, the salty ones, these nuts. <laughs> oh, these nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I got you on those. It's a joke. Uh, but like lighten up. I find that like, uh, if I can just avoid those type of pitfalls, the grace. And then I just go to the dinner uh, and I load up as much protein as I can and I eat all the protein first and then I backfill with everything else. Mm -hmm. I usually am in a pretty good place opposed from like grazing, eating all the really good stuff and then like not finishing my meat. So I was anticipating a little bit of that when McQuilkin had the old Friendsgiving this last weekend. And so what my personal strategy was is I just ate a ton of protein before. Like, cause I didn't want to get tempted into the grazing and the overindulging. Yep. So like when I went there, I didn't have food lust, like where you see that cracker yeah. and cheese and you're like, it's like chips and salsa at a Mexican restaurant. Uh, like it's just the food lust takes over and you well, go, you go dark and next thing you know, doesn't you hurt when the, or the person in charge of the hors d'oeuvres is the last to show. So mm-hmm. yeah. Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that? Nate? No, old high school pal. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, no worries. But it, that- 
that is Luke, what you just said. Like that is a one way to kind of pregame these meals is do like a high protein, moderate fat snack beforehand. And that's going to suppress those hunger drives. Um, but another thing like you guys touched on that I know Sam and I both kind of talk with our clients about is like, don't waste your calories, right? If you're yep. going to eat, you know, if you're like, okay, today I'm going to go off plan. Don't blow that on the cheese log. Right. Cause you know, what's coming up next. Like if you're going to go off plan, make it worthwhile. Right. Don't, you know, you don't want to go off plan and get a Snickers when your mom's making eight different types of pie, right? Because it's still 300 calories. So save, save your calories for something worthwhile. In, in line with that, is it realistic to say, hey, Monday through Wednesday, next, like pre-Thanksgiving, I'm just going to, yeah, yeah. Drop, uh, I'm going to drop 500 a day to get an extra, is that realistic? Uh, I think you can do it, but um, all the refeeding studies I've ever looked at is like one meal doesn't make or break anybody. Um, Want to bet? <laughs> right <laughs> no, now, I'm now what happens is when all of a sudden that like turns into like a you know seven day binge, and you're right. there listening like, to well, Marilyn I, Manson. I'm on day three of a seven day binge. Like well, that's like that's where you get into problems. I'm on day four of Harry Shaw's chorizo <laughs> stuffing <laughs> from Friendsgiving. So. Yeah, he brought like six pounds of this chorizo stuffing, and people like kind of there was a ton of stuff to eat from, like choose from, but there was tons of leftover and Doug's been eating it every day. <laughs> yeah. Waste not, one not. Yeah, no, it sounds delicious. Um, but I, I, I think uh, everything I've looked at in terms of like protein refeeding and all that, like uh, even when they've taken people that were eating a gram of protein per pound of body weight and all of a sudden ramped it up to like three you know, grams per pound of body weight. Like those people didn't necessarily gain fat. They, if anything, they lost a little bit of uh, body fat and gained a little bit of muscle. So I think if you look at this thing, like I think you just have to focus on like order of operation. I'm going to eat as much protein as I can and then I'm just going to backfill and then just not really stress over one meal, mm-hmm. you know. But if the problem is, is I think like once you kind of release the hounds and you kind of get into this mindset it's real easy on a thursday to like slip into like a friday saturday and sunday next thing you know you're at monday and you've put together four pretty solid days days of like eh, oh yeah fuck it and then all of a sudden now you're in a bit of a deficit so i think it's pretty good to be pretty smart like i i like the idea of waking up in the morning you know getting workout in not eating much you know fasting a little bit and then going hard for thanksgiving like we tend to usually eat about two or three in the afternoon which is perfect because then it gives you plenty of time to get like to get that second meal in late well, night well to get a little bit of a nap wake up and be like oh let's go have some turkey and we just put a bunch of salt on those <laughs> yeah. turkey pieces so sam what well, about and, like oh, oh go ahead ben ben go ahead well i was gonna say also kind of on that if you can prep the day after's breakfast and yeah. know like hey i'm gonna start that next day just like normal right i'll have a couple hard-boiled <laughs> eggs or, or whatever that way you can kind of prevent yourself from doing that slip into eating chorizo for the next three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can get back to normalcy by preparing for normalcy before you go off in, into Thanksgiving. Which leads me, can, go ahead, Sam, oh, go, go. Sorry, that's something that um, like preparing the food, like the leftovers for meals instead of grazing. I mean, you can wrap up the turkey, freeze it, pull it out in you know six ounce packages or whatever your uh, macros call for um, and make things like turkey tacos, turkey soup, um, a breakfast, you know, turn the mashed potatoes into mashed potato pancakes. Um, that way it is a meal and you're not stuck the second or third day eating the chorizo. Yeah. And <laughs> on that, on or that pie for breakfast. Oh, so that was last year was devastating because Harry Shaw's wife brought like five pies. Right. And I am not a sweets dude. So like what I learned this year is what we are going to have is like 
like we're gonna force people to take shit like we're not yeah. keeping it in the house with like of the that's, shit that we don't the, want uh, the age old like let me make you a to-go plate 100% and you insist and you just push it out like so get yourself some disposable like you know or get whatever containers you're happy to throw or give away give it away get that shit out of there whatever you know is like and if you're being a guest you saying bring your own containers bring your own container <laughs> we got you covered big guy <laughs> You could. Well, depend. Uh, I guess that's right. So, like, do you want to bring your smart foods home? The ones that, like, not the pie, but maybe you bring some ham. Well, yeah, you're going to hand me all the sweets. I'm no. going to go for the good stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also something to consider, too, is because if it's in the house, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe it's just me. Like, I just have a hard time throwing away food. Hmm. Like, I just don't well, like doing that's, it. That's the thing, though, is you kind of... I think I think a lot of people feel that way, Luke, but... You know, what are you going to do? So then again, you have to make a decision, right? Like, have someone else. This is away. what I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, just push it off on your wife. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, give it to your dogs. But if um, everything is just a, a conscious decision, you're going to end up all right because you're going to at least have thought through it. The real problem is when, like we talked in the very beginning, when it becomes mindlessness and you just kind of glaze over and coast through the, the you know few days surrounding the holidays, and you find yourself, yeah. I overate 1,500 calories a day for a week straight. Now I'm hurting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so as long as you're just aware and actually, you know, you can even physically ask yourself, right? People might think you're a little weird for talking to yourself, but if that's what it takes for you to own your decisions, you'll feel a lot better regardless of what you do. How about like, um, on the like trying to cover up or or recoup on the back end? So like you said, you had said. All right, just plan out like a, a mindful meal for the next day and just commit to it. What about just people are going to probably think, well, I'll just go hard tonight, skip tomorrow, and then train myself into a caloric deficit to make up for all the, the junk I ate. Like, yeah. what's what's the thought on that? It kind of goes back to who are you? You got to know yourself because if you're someone who's super autonomous, right, and you can kind of work that constant balance sheet in your head to, to weigh those relationships, it might not be a bad deal. But if you're somebody who still hasn't quite gotten control of things, then you're setting yourself up just to go back to binging, right? Mm -hmm. So if you, if you don't have real tight control and real understanding of, you know, a whole bunch of those emotional factors surrounding eating, that's that kind of behavior can set you up for failure. But yeah, if you're someone who's been doing this for a long time, and really has an understanding of how their body feels, how they work and things like that, and truth isn't like a challenge absolutely um you know that's kind of uh, how we're wired actually in, in kind of the evolutionary process is this kind of feast famine concept so it's not damaging by any means uh it's just more of a mental thing if you can handle that what about a post-dessert metcon <laughs> Well, isn't that like what, death by burpees. Isn't that what Rich Froning does? Doesn't he like in between like, uh, you know, the main course comes out. He, he like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. He does a workout and he comes back. What about kinetic dining? Like you're on your Peloton while you're eating your pie. That's the vertical diet. Peloton. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. You mean right the Peloton diet? Yeah. So the what do you guys think about the Peloton? If I were your client, I'm like, well, here's what I'm going to do. And I like what you're saying. What if you're riding the assault bike and somebody's just feeding you pie? Yeah, I like that. That sounds like heaven. <laughs> um, but and I'll, and I'll like to break it down to something useful. After meal walk, right? Go on a walk after yeah. after uh, the meal, 
15, 20 minute walk with the fam, take the dog, take the kiddos, like that, wake up and do the same type of thing. Maybe a little bit of fasted cardio. It might, and go into that, like what you were saying, Ben, as long as it's not like, it's not the activity, it's how you interpret it, right? If it's a punishment, then you yeah. probably shouldn't do it. If it's like, I got tons of, like, I got tons of juice. I'm totally fueled up. Let's go burn some fuel. Then like, that seems like a healthy type of relationship with that activity, right? I mean, realistically, the probably the best day after workout would be like a Jack Street workout because your glycogen is going to be fully uh, replenished, right? Your muscles are going to be full. So you could really, truly chase some good hypertrophy work. And then that we all know, we've talked about plenty on the podcast and things like that about how lifting weights burns more calories than, say, your steady state cardio or something like that. So really, if you are looking for, uh, you know, post-Thanksgiving workout, just a big pump sesh would be what you're set up to really succeed at. Mm-hmm. We did drop some on Jack Street and Field Strong, some body weight. So the body weight PAMC on Field Strong, and I know Jack Street's got a body weight mm-hmm. freaking At pump. home circuit. Yeah. yeah. So those are options. Check those out on training. But Oh, yeah. Sweet. What else? So anything else, guys, in terms of like, you know, what you're the conversations you're having with clients or other keys to success and, you know, maybe not just that holiday Thanksgiving, but what about like just behaviorally going into then Christmas and Christmas tends to be more like a multi-day thing, you know, because you got like multiple meals, multiple families for some I people. Think, I think for most people, and I think what Sam and Ben and we, what we've talked about is uh, most people make good decisions when they have a plan in place. So that's, I think, what's so valuable, and especially working with nutrition coaches like Ben and Sam, uh, is they help you with the plan. You formulate a uh, plan, implement the plan, and then keep you accountable for the plan. If you can go into eating the holidays, and this is how I'm going to do it, this is where I'm going to put the workouts, this is how many calories I want to have here, and then somebody gives you a little license, hey, uh, for this meal, just go eat what you want, have a good time. We're going to get back in the fight tomorrow. And I think with that level of like direction and having a plan, I think it really helps like a lot of the, you know, issues that people are running into, whether or not they're neurotic about food and, you know, uh, helping them have a healthy relationship with food. I think you need somebody to guide you on that journey a little bit. Uh, if you didn't, we'd have a lot more people that were in shape and, uh, Ben and Sam and this nutrition wouldn't even be a viable business because people would just know what to do. But unfortunately people have an unhealthy relationship with food. They don't have a plan. They just go in and try to fucking wing it and invariably come out the other side of this thing, feeling worse about themselves, depressed down, you know, I'm going to gain this holiday weight and they get into this whole kind of vicious circle and it just ends up in a bad place. So I think if you can have a plan and some people on your team like Ben and Sam and, you know, put a, you know, ex, you know, design that plan, execute that plan, implement it, get it, have somebody with a little bit of accountability and somebody you can reach out to if things are going off the rails. But the people that I've worked with that have a plan in place, like, Hey, this is where, you know, this is the end game. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. What are the steps to execute it? I believe that those individuals, uh, don't necessarily make mistakes and have a much better relationship and a much better outcome than people that are just like, fuck it. I do one final question for both Ben and Sam here. What are some tools or some deflections that you can arm people with when you know, mom starts to push the pies and so on and so forth. So they don't appear rude or weird or just use their training as an excuse. Yeah. I mean, you can always take it right. And even if you just 
not that I'm recommending pushing it around on your plate, but if leftovers are going to get thrown away anyways, you can take a couple bites and you don't have to finish it. You could say, oh my gosh, I'm stuffed. Um, thank you so much. It was delicious. Uh, I mean, you don't have to eat anything, right? Like you don't want to make grandma mad or hurt her feelings. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think in Callie's blog, which was hilarious, she said, understand who you're going to piss off, right? Like probably not appropriate to make grandma upset, but if it's like your second cousin who wants you to try their green bean casserole covered in shoestring onions and it's just repulsive, you can probably just say no. You know, the other one Kelly did is she wrote on her hand, put down the fork fatty. So as she was eating, <laughs> she would look at it and she would see that written on her hand. Cause I was like, what's on your hand? She's like, oh, it's, I wrote myself notes. Well, she also asked us to text her that every 30 seconds as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put the fork down fatty. <laughs> Poor Callie. Oh, it was getting I mean, that's a good habit. You don't have to write it on your hand, but just. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a good eating. relationship. I, uh, dude, when I played in the NFL, I used to write uh, a strong punch on one side and then quick feet on the other. And then in between <laughs> plays i would look at it no it was uh it was stay low and quick feet i think and then i went to like strong punch, and i would always write myself these little notes on my on my wrists on the tape and i would just glance at them as like just constant reminders so uh i think i told callie that and then she wrote something on her hand and it was like put down the fork fatty i'll tell you though callie got jacked i I'm, i, I yeah. still to this day remember when we were going for the bod pod and everybody like stripped down to get in the bod pod and i was like damn callie got yoked and then she's like you have striations in your legs. And I'm like, I'm winning this motherfucker. <laughs> so Sam, what were you saying? Uh, honestly, I, I don't. Oh, just mindful eating is a good practice period. So even if you don't write it on your hand, like taking a minute to breathe, have a sip of water um, and like let your food digest while you're at the table, that's good period, especially during the holidays when you do have multiple plates or an overloaded mm -hmm. plate or a John Wellborn size plate or yeah, Dor Doris Wellborn plates. Doris, yeah. So I actually uh, uh, bought my kids like little kid plates. So like I want them as they grow to get slightly bigger plates. I didn't want to like, I want them to have like a proportionate plate to their size. We got to keep it all the same pattern. <laughs> and it just fucking. They'll never know. John, no. you're 6'5", 280 pounds. <laughs> I think you should just follow the Doris Wellborn plan. Uh, oh, uh, no, uh, no. Great nuts and wagon meat uh, wheels. And, dude, the. Uh, um, and monster mash. To, to, to this day, my brother and I still laugh and they were like, he's like, I can't fathom the amount of carbohydrates we ate. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, like, I mean, uh, that bowl of grape nuts we had every morning had to be 300 grams of, of carbohydrate with, with the whole milk. I mean, yeah. uh, sorry, the non-fat milk because, you know, you don't want that milk fat. No, that's and like, like I And, and it's uh, like three normal sized pancakes are like eight, 75 to 80 grams of carbohydrate. So mm -hmm. times that by seven. And that was pretty much our average meal. So like, I guess, you know, John, that was interesting. And I know you guys have talked about like, we want to have a plan. Uh, what are some, like, how about like three or four tactical things for someone who's just trying to stay lean, trying to be mindful, trying to slow down the cadence, like, uh, like things that I'm thinking of, whatever your default slicing and cutting of a food is, do it again. And then chewing when you're ready to swallow, chew 15 more times. And like, that'll keep you mindful and plugged into what you're doing. And I think like, I don't know, is that like healthy behavior monitoring? Dude, uh, there's something um, within, and, and Ben, you probably know this better than I, but there's something within like the response of like hunger that has to do with chewing. So, uh, and I remember 
there was a study that talked about like if you chew, and we, we've talked about this for years, if you chew your food three times, you can actually consume way more calories than if you chew your food 20 times. And so like yeah. if, you're, if you're trying to gain weight, I tell people like, hey, if you're in the bulk, uh, you just Eat need like to be a like duck. a dog. Swallow that stuff. Like take two or three bites and swallow. But if you're <laughs> trying to lean out, there's something, there's very, very real research that shows about over chewing your food 15, 20, 25 times for every bite will dramatically, I mean, it just reduces the, uh, the volume and, you know, you can't consume nearly as many calories. Yeah. I mean, digestion starts with chewing, right? And so whether you want to get better digestion absorption of what you eat or you want to slow things down, um, kind of the number we kick around is like 20, chew 20 times per bite. And actually most people, when they try that, they're like, oh my gosh, that's takes so much longer. Um, but really kind of to add to what Luke said, I think one strategy also that people need to remember is that the holidays, whatever your family does, typically follows a schedule, right? Like we're going to roll out the appetizers and rolling out the main courses, then the desserts come and then the coffee afterwards or whatever. You know that schedule, dictate the tempo, right? If you're afraid of overeating or you're afraid of getting stuff pushed on, like universal sign of I'm full, pop that top button in the jeans, right? And everybody's going to know, oh, <laughs> no, but, but take you your know, shirt off, you... take the pants off, just nude up at that point, just sit there in your underwear <laughs> and you're like, I'm so hot. I'm sweating so bad. I can't eat any more, any more food. sweats. <laughs> well, uh, the, and the, the other one too, and this is the one that I, I figured out is like when my mom goes to cut the pie as she's cutting it, I'm like, great. Can you cut that piece in half again? So what I, and I always tell her, I'm like, Hey, just give me like a couple slivers of everything. That way, like I don't get overloaded on one and she'll be like, Oh, okay. And then like, it ends up being like one big piece of pie, but like that way, you know, nobody's offended. Like, Oh, you didn't want to eat my pie. And you're like, Oh God, this is like six months later. My mom calls me at nine o'clock at night to tell me I didn't like her pie. So <laughs> don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. I mean, and just in general, keeping in mind, like the holidays are not the day to start something new right they're not the day to try and like get up on your soapbox and preach super healthy habits if you know like know your audience uh i'm sure there are a lot of conversations that go on during the holidays that get people fired up nutrition doesn't necessarily need to be one of them but be in control of what you can control right mm -hmm. and then what you can't control you can't control you know don't sweat it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pretty good pretty pretty good one thing like a, uh, a lifetime of cleaning my plate has certainly done is when the plate is not gone. Like my, my mom is very concerned. She's like, is everything yeah. okay? Is there anything you need to talk about? What's going on with you and Ashley? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to eat less ma, you know? And yeah. like, there you, you're like, mom, like, I'm, uh, you know, like it's very real. Like, don't, I, I don't want to overeat at meals. And your mom, what you've overeaten yeah. every meal. I know. So I, you know, throw a double bicep, pose at her and rip my shirt off and flip the table and say, this is my, this is my meal now, grandma. You're in my world. Uh, the, yeah, but you can I imagine mean, what it'd be like. Well, and then the other one, which we haven't necessarily addressed is the sneaky carbs and the sneaky calories through alcohol. So yeah. Jesus, I man. know, I know, well, I know. What's your problem? I was kind of hoping we were going to get there, but I'm like, I, yeah. I, I that's all notes. the time we have folks. I'm trying folks. <laughs> He's not letting me stop. Uh, so the idea of, uh, like, I think it's really hard to kind of judge alcohol, especially if you're like, Oh, um, you know, Hey, I'm gonna have a glass of wine or I'm going to slam those old fashions because that's got all that muddled mm -hmm. sugar in it. So I think you have to be pretty smart. Um, I think, uh, 
you know, if you're going to attack this thing, you got to be smart in how you're looking at it and not just be like, hey, I'm going to crush a dozen beers or, you know, really mm-hmm. go through and push it. Just be smart with the alcohol and then realize that those calories count into your total. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're going to want to say, hey, I, um, I want to drink, you know, half a bottle of wine, have two or three glasses of wine, then you probably got to cut back some carbs on the other side mm-hmm. and then be like, hey, what am I going to do? I'm going to have the wine or am I going to eat the cake? And then kind of be smart in how you attack this tricky thing, thing with the wine, though. Is it kind of erodes those inhibitions and then you're like, oh. you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to drink this box of wine <laughs> and eat that pie. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> well, alcohol does uh, remove a lot of inhibitions. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure Mr. Qu- Mr. McQuilkin over here could write a book about it. Mm. Yeah. New system, John. <laughs> Booch. Kombucha Oh, beers. yeah. Oh, I, I had those. Yeah, oh, they're really man. good. The boozy boochas. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, no, they. I'll just put tequila in my kombucha, and it is my cocktail. Huh? Hang on, you're allowed to do that. Uh, Do you know what else is? Do you know what else is really good? I do Uh, not know that. Tequila, soda water, and Rob Wolf's Element. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh Mm -hmm. my god, those things are unreal. Mm -hmm. Shit. Mm -hmm. It makes it healthy, right? Yes. Well, yeah, it's got salt in it. That's right. Yeah, you're hydrating. Mm So yeah, just um, be smart with the alcohol. Uh, realize that those calories do count. 100%. And then just be smart and realize that what's gotten most people into trouble on Thanksgiving is the fact that it's on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So then they extend Friday. it to Friday, Saturday. Saturday, and Sunday. I sometimes think if like Thanksgiving was on a Sunday, you'd probably be in a better shape. But that Thursday just is a recipe for a binge. So just be yeah. smart. Realize alcohol counts. And uh, at the end of the day, don't be hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Just have a plan and execute it. Yeah, small bites, well, lots of chews. And don't weigh yourself until three days later because all you eat has to come out, right? And shit weighs something, Mm. right? And the inflammation from eating this food and drinking the drink. So give yourself like three days before you step on the scale to get like an accurate or better picture of what's actually happening. The damage done. Mm. Well, Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, also Thursdays this year. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's it's a great plan. Young Luke, young Luke would be in a world of hurt. I feel so bad. My wife's birthday is January second, mm-hmm. which is like the worst birthday because nobody ever wants to go out on January second. No, like, like, it's a month of yeah, raging. Yeah, they're like, like uh, an yeah, and so yeah, her birthday will be on a Saturday, which will be good for her. So, well, Ben, Sam, thank you guys. John, Tex, thank you, thank you, thank everybody, thank you all for listening as well. Powerlifting Nation, thank you, thank you very little. Sam, thanks for the new drink. I'll. Give yeah, a test run. Seriously, like in about ten minutes at his office, he's <laughs> sitting at his desk. Like, are, are you drinking tequila at your desk? No. Well, I got some pocket tequila here <laughs> if you need it. Do you have any pocket booch? Well, we got tequila over here. Oh yeah, we got our, our thing. Of, uh, yeah, we got bookers. We got Ooh. tequila. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question for us, nutrition, training, trucks, life, well, any anything, and if you need help with your nutrition. And you need somebody to be yeah. your guiding light, your you know your nutrition ninja, and the person in your corner. Right. Um, reach out to us, put you in contact with Ben and Sam. They do an right. amazing job, and uh, I think they uh, it, it really people really have an amazing experience. And uh, it's not something you can necessarily get there on your own. So that's right. Call the hotline out. for the questions first off nine two nine four six four four six four zero nine two nine ing ing zero. And ladies and gentlemen, our coaches can be found at powerathletehq.com slash nutrition or head to the contact page and you can uh, submit your questions. It goes right to our nutrition team and these cats will be there ready to respond. 
And that's like John said, if you, if you're the type of person who's been like, if you, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you know what to do and you're not doing it, you need Sam and you need Ben. Like if you know what to do and you're not doing it, right? How many people have you talked to, John, where you're like, oh, here's how you lean out. They're like, oh, I know that. Yeah. All it's the like, time. why are you sloppy and, and, and uh, soft? It's because they need a coach. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I think everybody knows what to do. Like, like in the back of their head, I mean, maybe there's some people that don't, but for the most part, like when you talk to people, they go, oh yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And you're like, okay, why can't you execute it? And I think the reason is, is that conceptually it makes sense, but for people like, it, it's kind of like, Hey, uh, Tex, I need you to get to California. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure Tex could Who's get to California, <laughs> right? But uh, if I asked him how specifically are you going to get to California? 10. Right? You take, yeah, 10 will take you to Santa oh, Monica. Yeah, I 10. Yeah, I 10, but you didn't know that right off the bat. Uh, I, but yeah. you would have had to research it, and then you realize, like, hey, my car really only gets about 250 <laughs> yeah, miles. Yeah, we're not taking my truck. Well, no, <laughs> if we were to drive your truck, we know we get about 200 to 225 miles to the gallon. We know that there's a to stretch. The I'm, I'm sorry, uh, to, to a tank. But we know that there's a stretch in New Mexico. That's about 400 miles. So we're going to have to put some gas cans in. Yeah. And like this is all the foresight that you have to have if you're going to try to make that trip. The same thing with uh, the nutrition coaches being like, hey, this is where you are. This is where we're trying to go. We're going to have different pit stops here along the way. We're going to hit different roadblocks and different bumps. But we're going to navigate this thing. We're going to do it together and we're going to be successful. And I think when you have somebody in your corner like that, it makes it a lot more attainable than just being like, yeah, I'd like to be in shape one day. For sure. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking to find Sam, Sam, how can they get in touch with you on social? Uh, uh, at Samantha underscore underscore Flaherty or my email, Samantha Flaherty at powerathletehq.com. And Ben? Those are probably the best ways. I don't believe in social media. Attaboy. But. You know, I tried to tag you the other day me. in social media and, and you weren't there the other day and I was like, damn you. No, man. Uh, but you can email me, Ben Skutnik at powerathletehq.com. Or like Luke said, if you email nutrition at powerathletehq.com, both Sam and I will get mm -hmm. that email. That's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, best of luck on the holidays. I'm off the White Claws. I'm not doing it this holiday. No. I'm Bucha, doing tequila Bucha. and bucha for sure. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Sam. That was, um, you can see what our number one takeaway was today. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Luke are morons. Um, John and John by... Um, don't drink too much. You mean how many bottles of tequila are too much in a day? Um, I think if you can kill a whole bottle of tequila in a day, I think things are going to get real weird. 750 in a day? Okay. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you stay healthy I mean, over the holidays. things will get weird. Yeah, they will. Yeah. But yeah. thank you, guys. Thanks again. And uh, until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!